this is the Grain Farmers Ontario special post-June 30th USD Report Market Trends Commentary. It is that time of year of rapid growth of crops across the greater American Corn Belt. Fourth of July corn pictures are being posted all over social media showing excellent progress. And for the week ending June 28th, USDA rated U.S. corn 73% good to excellent and soybean 71% good to excellent. This is far better than last year as the crop is poised to rack up big yields. However, weather is always a factor that decides that an extremely hot and dry weather has descended over the Corn Belt. At this critical juncture in crop development, the extent of the dry period will certainly weigh on markets. On June 30th, USDA released their long-anticipated acreage report, which always serves as a litmus test for prices moving forward into summer. And on June 30th, the USDA shocked the market with a big 5 million acre cut in corn acres from its earlier March report. The USDA came in at 92 million acres of corn, down from 97 million acres on March 30th, but still an increase from last year. And the USDA pegged old crop ending stocks as of June 1st to be 5.22 billion bushels, which is up 1% from a year ago and above pre-report estimates. Between March and May of 2020, there was usage of 2.73 billion bushels, which was lower than the 3.41 billion bushels during the same period last year. The USDA pegged U.S. soybean acres to come in at 83.8 million acres, which was slightly above the March numbers and 10% higher than last year. The USDA put old crop ending stocks at 1.39 billion bushels, which was down 22% from last year. This was telling based on the China-U.S. trade war raging last year. However, these ending stocks were still above pre-report estimates, and the USDA pegged wheat acres at 44.3 million acres, which was down from 2% from 2019, which again reflects the lowest acreage since 1919. On July 4th, corn and soybean futures were higher than the last market trends report. Wheat futures were lower. September 2020 corn futures were at 344 a bushel. The September 2020 soybean futures were at 891 a bushel. And the July 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at $4.92 a bushel. The Minneapolis September 2020 wheat futures closed at $5.10 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at $5.64 a bushel. And near, nearby oil futures, as of July 4th, closed at $40.32 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $36.26 a barrel. The average price for U.S. ethanol on July 4th in the U.S. was $1.57 a U.S. gallon, up from the $1.47 recorded in the last market trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on July 3rd was 0.7372 U.S., higher than the 0.7355 U.S., reported here in the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada lending rate remained at 0.25%. In Ontario, hot and dry weather has inundated the province as of July 4th weekend. Corn is starting to suffer from the heat, and as usual, there are differing degrees of potential hurt across the province. Eastern Ontario and Quebec have been on the dry side most of the spring, and southwestern Ontario has been not as bad, but with temperatures in the mid-30s, with no rain predicted, things dry out fast. Farmers will be looking for timely rains to break this cycle going into mid-July. Wheat harvest will be commencing across the province this month already. As of July 4th, combines have started up in Essex County with good yields and quality reported. Large parts of southwestern Ontario, which didn't have wheat in 2019, have turned golden. And as the crop matures quickly in this July heat, 
Basis levels for corn and soybeans have increased since the last market trends report. This reflects the increase in futures prices with the Canadian dollar steady in the 73 cent range. Wheat prices will be in flux as harvest will ramp up into July and farmers need to keep abreast of cash offers for wheat not contracted as Ontario wheat market conditions could change if quality comes down to an issue. And you can see all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is the U.S. report reset the goalposts on this year and certainly changed, albeit just for the moment, the psychology of the grain market. It's been accentuated by hot weather and a three-day weekend, which can always add a little mystery to grain prices, especially coming off a fairly surprising USDA report. Needless to say, there's still are, these still are bearish times, especially when we consider grain stocks and the considerable crop that is growing in the field. It's just not as bearish as it once was. Add the heat and the dryness into the mix, and it might just feel more bullish. Keep in mind, the USDA still is showing a gap in acres between 2018 and 2020. Last year, there were approximately 20 million acres of prevent plant, and in 2020, they predicted 311.88 million acres of principal crops, while this figure in 2018 was 319.3 million acres, a 3.4% gap. Other more minor crops like sorghum, oats, barley, durum, rice, and peanuts showed a rise in acreage. Now, COVID-19 is also exploding again in the U.S. southern states, which could further hurt our corn demand. As is, in the week previous to July 4th, ethanol production was down 70% from a year ago, and livestock producers can continue to have difficulty getting their animals processed. None of these issues are going to go away quickly, even with a V-shaped recovery. And as we move ahead, it will take a major weather scare to keep any buoyancy under corn prices. Now, keep in mind, for the moment, we're into a weather market, which are always inherently fickle. Not everywhere is dry, and a myriad of factors are already dialed into our futures prices, most of which are those good crop ratings. The 7-10 to day weather forecast as we move into corn pollination will hold sway in this market. Now for corn, the USDA did farmers a big favor on June 30th, taking 5 million acres off the table. It's unusual that this happens because USDA rarely does that. However, keep in mind the next USDA report comes along July 10th and is likely to be bearish on the demand side of the ledger. Droughts are even more so perceived droughts, which we have as of July 4th, are fickle by any estimate. They end on the first rain, and that's where we are into now in many parts of the Corn Belt. As is, the corn crop looks good, and even though it's hot and dry, there is still lots of corn around. New crop ending stocks will likely be in the 2.4 billion bushel range, even with less acres being predicted in the U.S. The September 2020-December 2020 corn future spread is currently minus 10 cents, which is considered bullish. Seasonally, the July 4th weekend and pollination time period are critical for corn prices. Then they tend to go lower into October, and the current nearby contract is in the 5th percentile of the past 5-year price distribution range, indicating historically cheap prices. Now for soybeans, soybeans acres were up in the June 30th report, and so was disappearance versus last year. The 83.8 million acres might have been about what analysts were expecting, but it's 10% more than last year. Soybean usage between March and May 2020 was 869 million bushels, which further adds to the soybean mountain. Needless to say, soybeans have gained recently, especially after the June 30th report, pushing the $9 market. If the hot and dry weather 
forecasts continue, they could easily go in consort with corn. However, good rains in August usually make soybeans. Sometimes heat can actually be good for them, limiting disease. China has been buying, and those phase one commitments are still in our back pocket as we move ahead. The August 2020, September 2020 soybean futures contract as of July 4th is point is one and quarter cents, which is considered bullish. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to go up through early July and fall into October. COVID-19 may have changed that to some extent. The nearby soybean contract is currently in the 18th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, wheat futures prices remained under pressure for four familiar reasons. We have too much of it almost everywhere. USDA actually predicted a reduction in the winter wheat crop, and the USDA pegged wheat stocks to be higher than expected levels. Ditto for global stocks. However, it's not like this and much is much different for the wheat market over time. There will be wheat futures opportunities and daily market intelligence will remain key. That goes for Ontario too, as wheat harvest will be commencing across southwest Ontario in the next few days. In fact, as stated earlier, it's already started in Essex County. Quality concerns will always be a factor for local prices, and as we move ahead, local cash wheat markets will need to be scrutinized further in order to capture good opportunities. Now in Ontario, wheat harvest is top of mind. Also top of mind for those Ontario cash wheat prices will be the value of the Canadian dollar currently fluttering in the 0.7372 U.S. level. No question, compared to the prices our American friends are getting, this has helped. Now having a Canadian dollar at par as it was in 2012 will put large negative basis values on grain futures, which is hard for some to imagine in Ontario. As is, the Canadian dollar value is mostly related to the inverse in the U.S. dollar, which remains strong versus other world currencies. The COVID-19 global crisis has helped sustain the U.S. dollar above the rest as hard currency is what it is. This is likely to continue to happen even as the U.S. continues to set new records for COVID-19 infections. The new Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin will continue to work on balancing interest rates and the growth or lack of in our Canadian economy. This year, the IMF is expecting the Canadian economy to contract by 8.4%. And that's a huge number not seen since the 1930s and one which will continue to be negative for the Canadian dollar. The next USDA report will come out on July 10th and I expect it to be bearish, extolling the disappearing demand for both corn and soybeans over the last few months. It should also set 2020-21 carryout closer to 2.4 billion bushels of corn, lots to go around. However, it's very likely that weather reports will take over into the news next few days and weeks. Remember, this is not 1988 or 2012, but 2020, where things look much better. Needless to say, it's a fluid situation on price. Now, as we move ahead into July, have those standing marketing orders ready. Weather markets can go either way, depending on whether Mother Nature decides to play nice. All our geopolitics games are still in play. China continues to buy U.S. agricultural commodities under its Phase 1 agreement. That is always a chronically touchy subject, especially in an American election year. The challenge for Ontario grain farmers is to keep your eye on daily market conditions. Risk management never grows old. The road ahead will surely have many time-sensitive marketing opportunities. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary, special post-June 30th USDA. I'm Philip Shaw.